Maurice van Heerden, like me, is not an audiophile. He admitted this before this interview, which is really kind of odd because not only is the distributor of Sonos in South Africa, but a whole bunch of other audio equipment. And we are sitting in your new showroom, which is all about audio. Hello, Maurice. Hey, Toby, it's great to be here. And, and you're absolutely right. I'm not, a, not an audiophile at all. So you, we were just talking about how it was you ended up in this business. First, let's just describe the business, which is uh, you import Sonos, which is the gold standard of, of streaming audio and has been for a decade, um, and a bunch of other products. Correct, yeah. So we're an importer distributor, and we, you know, essentially our mission is, is, is bringing your music or entertainment to life in your home in a, in a way that you like it. And so we do that via distributing a number of different brands that range from car audio. So we do a bunch of brands like uh, Kicker, JVC, Kenwood, etc. So we provide uh, great sound in vehicles. We also do uh, a bunch of home audio brands, Sonos being probably the most um, prolific at this stage. It's just a wonderful brand. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a bit more. But we do more bespoke solutions, um, architectural speakers, uh, and amplifiers, we do cinema screens and projectors. So, you know, it's, a, it's an open-ended thing. Uh, each person likes to listen to their music in a certain way, yeah. and, and we try and import the right product for the right, to solve the right problem. Indeed, and that's how we met, because you took over the Sonos distributorship. I really love the story, I don't know if we can tell it, about how yeah. the company <laughs> that you bought was owned by someone in their 60s who just didn't get just streaming get audio. It. Yeah, so we only used to operate in, in automotive. So we would yeah. do <clears throat> car audio. And I was in London uh, visiting a friend. And he, like most Sonos owners, I arrived at his house. And the first thing he did was show off his new Sonos sound system, <laughs> which I'd never heard of. I'd, I had no idea what Sonos was. Exactly how I discovered it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazingly with the friend in London. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really uh, the best advertisement for Sonos products are the, are the users themselves. Yeah. But uh, so I was in London and he showed me this system, which firstly sounded incredible. But secondly, had all of the software and technology built in the back, which made the whole user experience so much greater than just listening to music. Uh, the ability to swap music between rooms and listen to different things in different rooms and control your music from one central app. This was 2015 or 16. So... Uh, now that's become quite normal, but at that stage, I'd never even heard of it, you know, and I was working in the industry. I, I had heard of it and struggled to find the products in South Africa, and I fought my way through every early iteration of Apple's AirPlay, which was, um, well, there was a lot more air than there was Play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's come so, a long way. It's yeah, come a long in way. fact, I've still got one of those 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 speakers. It was a one of those Harman Kardon domes, which yeah. I bought just because it was so bloody beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, that has AirPlay, and, and it was it was awful. So I had tried this mm. for years, and then when I went to my friend Russell's house, there he was, like, listen to this, and it and he was exactly like your friend, like, yeah. you know. The best salesmen you could ever want are happy users telling people by word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, I mean, not just on Sonos and anything, it's kind of rule 101. If a, if a consumer has a great experience, they tend to talk to other people about it. And Sonos bedded that down beautifully. And I, there's, a, there's an army of Sonos owners out there that just cannot speak highly enough of the product. 
But I got back and uh, uh, I'm in business with my with my brothers. Yeah. And uh, I said to them, the Sonos thing is phenomenal. You've, we've, we've got to get the distribution of this. And I'd been pretty aggressive at that stage about getting brands into our portfolio. So I went after these guys hard. I mean, I hounded them, you know, phoned them daily and tried to, you know, and they've got different offices around the world and I couldn't get to the right contact point. And actually, as it turned out, they didn't really have an office that dealt with South Africa. Yeah. The current distributor sent an email to an email address and then they got an invoice and they paid for the stock and the stock arrived. <laughs> there was no fixed distribution contract. It, yeah. was, it was really loose. And so I discovered the company that was distributing it along with a bunch of other brands and I approached them and uh, uh, I, well, once I couldn't get directly to Sonos, I went to them and I said, I don't suppose you guys are interested in selling your business. And I probably can't swear on this, but he, he didn't have kind words for me. And as it so <laughs> happened, <laughs> as it so happened, six months down the line, I'm sitting at a braai, talking to a friend who's involved in M&A. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking about this company. I'm saying I'm desperate to buy this thing, but... You know, this guy won't even let me through the door. And he says, well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I'm sure yeah. that one of my partners is talking to this guy about selling this business. And we had a meeting the next week and within four weeks, we had the whole thing wrapped up. Yeah. And at that stage, Sonos... There's a word in Hebrew for it, Bashit. Yeah. It yeah. usually means your wife, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it really, I mean, it felt like all the stars just aligned on it, you know, and, yeah. and uh, we, we got involved and immediately, obviously, the potential of Sonos was, was obvious to us uh, and we started to tell the story. The, the difficult part is, you know, Sonos is so much more than a speaker and telling yeah. that story is difficult and complex, you know, uh, certainly in the beginning. It's, it's difficult to get people to understand the story and how it all works together. But the, that's I mean, how we got I think, started. I think that was probably true in 2015 yeah. or 16. Now, I don't have to explain that to people anymore. They just, in, in people get it. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it, it all always boils down to user experience. Yeah. So when, when people are looking for a, a speaker, typically the thing that they look for first is great sound. Yeah. Uh, but everything thereafter is around the user experience. And how does this product integrate into their lifestyle and fulfill their needs around the house and uh, I always say or oh, office or or you know commercial building or whatever mm. uh, and I always um, you know I always say to people that the reality is is that the Sonos product solves 80% of the audio problems out there listen I'm living proof of that mm. uh, I bought this house it came with an integrated sound system, yeah, <laughs> which was speakers in the roof that ran through a, a thing called Rusos. Yeah, and I mean, I know nothing about this. I had to go on a very deep dive to like upskill and buy an amp and a this and a that and run cables mm. and you know. And in the end, we had a system that worked around the house, but it was it was probably cutting edge in you know two thousand when it was installed and, and yeah. You guys actually helped me with the Sonos Connect mm. so that I could at least integrate the existing system into the Sonos system mm. I was experimenting with. Mm. And, I mean, I, it was just like a schlep. Mm. It was always a schlep. And then I bought two or three Sonos speakers, bang, 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 one in each room, the little one SL. I don't use voice assistants. Mm. And... 
suddenly all of our problems were solved. And I, like there's this, I feel guilty there, these amazing little amplifiers that's in the wall and speakers in the roof, but I'm never going to use them again. Yeah. Even, even though they're really good brands and the, the, I'm impressed at how the technology works. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, a space, there's a space for that, right? So uh, we also work on a lot of homes that are fully automated. And then, yeah. so we distribute a product called Savant, which is, like Sonos is like it's a great name for a for, yeah. for, for a smart home exactly exactly <laughs> you so, walk through the door and you go Savan <laughs> turn on take turn five. on the lights baby yeah but uh, um, there there is a level of consumer where they really want something that's fully integrated into the architecture of the home yeah uh, but that's a very small percentage. But it's it's there, and we service that. Well, well I, I think the thing that I that I like about Sonos um, is the price point. Mm. You know, one SL is five grand or less. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, what, that's it's fantastic. You know. Well, it gives it gives people that uh, previously never ever had access to any kind of smart sound solution, yeah. which before like your Rust sound solution yeah. would have cost uh, would have cost the installer a couple of hundred thousand rand to, to install. Probably. Whereas now in a three bedroom home, you could have sound uh, on your veranda, in your kitchen, a sound bar in your TV room, and a speaker in each bedroom for like 50 grand, maybe 60 grand. Yeah. And, it's, and where it really, where it's massively successful is yes, the speakers sound wonderful i mean they have a rich warm sound to them that's incredible but the software behind sonos is really where the whole system comes yeah. to life uh and and the way that it's so simple the user experience is so simple it's so easy to use yeah. it integrates all of your music sources all into one app and you can switch that music around into the different rooms however you want and it does it in a really simple easy way and it's Behind the scenes, there's a lot of very complex uh, software that's running, you know, yes. and, and incredibly complex um, code that's been written to enable this. But on the surface for the user, it's just so easy, well, so I, easy to use. I'm a, a happy beneficiary of that. I remember some, some of the first times I was writing what Sonos, I kept calling them the Apple of yeah. streaming audio. Yeah. Uh, it's not an analogy Sonos would make themselves, but, but no. it really is a good description of ease of use and one of the products that I've, I've liked the most is the move the very first movable bluetooth enabled speaker i mean and and we never use it with bluetooth in fact we walk down into the garden like where our phones don't pick up the house wi-fi and the it's not because they have a huge garden it's just because yeah. you know wi-fi doesn't extend that far mm. And the move still picks it up and still yeah. carries on playing. Now that's just fantastic. I mean, it's not a it's not a portable device like the new Rome, which we'll talk about now, mm. but it does what it should, and it's got a decent battery life, and it's got very clever design. You can just pick it up. The yeah. handle is probably one of the key features of the whole product. Well, I mean, it's a, it's it's quite astonishing because something that Sonos uh, is not really consumer facing was the the process of developing that handle. They went through like hundreds of iterations before they well, before they decided. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they literally, you know, to to make it as again 
coming back to the user experience to make the user experience as great as possible and and the design as elegant and beautiful yeah. as possible so that it could fit into many different applications they put so much thought and effort into those into things like design and and even when, on a componentry level they ca there's no shortcuts taken mm. none whatsoever and and very often you see you know in lots of product that that we sell that you know the reality is that manufacturers take shortcuts here and there you know yeah. in order to keep their prices lower yeah. Well, they're, Sonos a premium, doesn't do they're a premium product and they know it. Yeah. I actually happened to have met and interviewed Patrick Spence when yeah. he was at BlackBerry. Yeah. So I've actually met him a couple of times at a couple of, of, of international events. He's a really smart, very awake and clearly good businessman. I mean, he's really turned Sonos into the gold standard of, yeah. of, of streaming audio. I, I haven't met him yet, but... Um he certainly has an amazing reputation throughout yeah. the company. And I think what he really did is he, um, he sped up their product development process yeah. considerably. So uh, they, they've, they try and launch, well, I think they've successfully launched two products a year uh, for the last, since he's been there, you yeah. know, um, which, which is not before that, they would launch a product every second or third year. Yeah. Um, so he's, he really sped up that, that process because I think the reality is that Sonos customers, they want to see the new, the new, you know, markets that Sonos well, is going to play every, in the new products. That they, exactly. But they also don't want to like some of their competition, just turn out new product after product after product where the differences are minor, you know? Well, well, I think it's a good, it's a good opportunity to talk about the Rome SL. What I like is I will never use a voice assistant. Therefore, there's no point of me buying it anything that has a built-in voice assistant because it's just a waste of money because I'm never going to use it. Um, so I prefer that the product comes with that. Yeah. You know, I, all, the, all the ones in my house, <laughs> I have two ones in my house and they both one SL, yeah. say that fast, yeah. um, <laughs> on the seashore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I like is that I don't have to disable something to make sure someone's not listening to me it's just not there so they can't that's my priority yeah. so i do like it that you know the rome has been fantastic I, I think it's about two or three years old it's been on every few trips my wife and i've done but it's a fantastic device i mean i you know stuff studios in bromfontein is 350 square meters i put it down in the middle of the studio while we were doing our first tv shoot and it filled up the whole space. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. So I would much rather buy the SL without the functionality, but I'm not always that use case. Yeah. Look, I, I think in South Africa is uh, not totally unique, but unique in the sense that none of those voice services actually work officially. Yeah. Uh, you, you can make them work. Um, there are ways that you can loophole the system, but, uh, but, in most cases, people don't actually use that functionality. The only place that, it, that having the built-in microphones into the product is useful for Sonos is that they have a function called TruePlay, which is extremely yes. powerful. And effectively, what TruePlay does is it listens, the microphones will listen to how the environment is responding to the sound and it'll react on that. So if you're in a room that has lots of hard surfaces that are reflecting uh, um, sound, sound back, back at the speaker, it'll turn down certain sort of areas of sound so that it balances the sound in that space. Um, 
Outside of that, though... <laughs> in uh, fact, you, you, just as I was setting up, you told me a really funny story about jumping in the pool with yeah, your robe. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so to, to test the functionality to its absolute limits... And, I, and not because you forgot you had it in well, your pocket. Well, yeah, that, I won't, we won't say that. But uh, I, I actually jumped in the pool with my, with my Rome yeah. connected to Wi-Fi. And uh, I jumped in the pool and I could hear the sound, but it was obviously extremely muffled. None of the high-end yeah. notes came through or anything. And because it's water, but you can hold it at roughly a meter for up to half an hour. Yeah. So I thought, well, this is interesting. I want to hear if, if true play kicks in because it does this automatically. Yeah. Um, and true as Bob, like it did. 10, 15 seconds underwater, there was an immediate difference in the sound. There was a new clarity. Uh, you know, it, was it fantastic? No, but you could hear how the speaker immediately responded to the environment and That's totally great. reconfigured its sound. And I'm, 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 I am also deeply appreciative you told me the story in summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Not winter. Because yeah. um, I'm going to go home and test, and that. test it. I love that idea. Yeah. That's really yeah. great. We, how, how we sometimes dem because uh, sometimes if you tell somebody something, uh, whether it's true or not, they'll experience it regardless. <clears throat> so what we do to make it a bit more dramatic is uh, if we're trying to demonstrate that functionality, yeah. we'll take the speaker and, and play it to you and then we'll open a drawer and put it in the drawer. Yeah. So there's just a little, a tiny little opening, yeah. which immediately the speaker sounds terrible. I mean, you can't yes. hear it. And I'm going to try that as well. Yeah, and, and 10, 15 seconds later, you'll hear, uh, shit, it actually sounds pretty good now. Um, okay, well, I'm duly chastised. Yes, uh, I, you tested. I was, I was a little too paranoid about the microphones and the ones. Yeah. But yeah. but uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's a fascinating thing. But I, I want to come back to, circle back, yeah. To the original comment, which is you were not actually an audiophile when you started this. And your rather remarkable father got behind you and your brothers. Yeah. And, and now, because next we're going to talk about your very fancy new showroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we didn't, uh, my dad effectively took pretty much everything he had and invested it in his four sons. That was his retirement plan. Uh, and I don't think he As thought it of it. As it was for generations yeah, before. Exactly. But I don't think he thought of it uh, like that at the time. I think it was an impulsive decision that he just knew it was the right thing to do. And, um, and so we, we got involved in a, a few different things. One was at the time a company called Planet Electronics, which, which sold Bluetooth car kits. I was teaching yeah. in the UK, but I was like a substitute sports teacher in the UK. Okay. Uh, and uh, my brother was working for this company called Planet Electronics, which employed uh, three people, and it was in a it was in a tiny little office. But it, yeah. you know, it was a nice little entrepreneurial business, and they sold uh, parking sensors, parking okay. sensors, Bluetooth kits. And so we got involved with this. Really, uh, well, certainly me not having a clue of what I'm doing, um, and. We then, we then on a trip, we went to China to the sourcing fair. First time we'd ever been to one mm. of these events. And in our JJ row 57F, I'm sure you've been to yes, these things. Yes, it's yeah. just hall after hall after hall. Yeah. We've been walking around this thing for three or four days. We then arrive at this booth that's selling a car radio. But the car radio is just a screen with a few buttons on the side. Yeah. And it's called an all-in-one infotainment system. This is in 2008, yeah. when infotainment systems didn't really exist. Yeah. Um, 
And we saw this thing and thought it was wonderful. And we're like, we've got to import this. So, so we threw all the money we could find together and we bought 10. <laughs> and not there where we obviously flew them, you know, flew them in. And, and we then, we like jimmied away to get mapping to work on it because it had navigation. Yeah. We had an SD card and we found somebody that could write a little piece of code on the card so that the navigation would yeah. work. And, and it had Bluetooth and... and Eventually, we did a little ad that we sent out yeah. to a few dealers and we sold all 10 in a day. Yeah. And so we, we thought, oh, that's pretty amazing. So we bought 50. Okay. And then we sold the 50 in a couple of days. And then we bought 100. The problem was the technology was so young and we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. That these things were terrible. I mean, they okay. were absolutely <laughs> terrible. And we got them back as fast as we sold them. Okay. Uh, which was a good lesson because we learned really how to deal with customer service because yeah. we had a lot of angry customers. <laughs> But, uh, but we knew that there was potential there. And yeah. then uh, my brother, who's a, who's a much more detailed, analytical, engineer-type person than I am, yeah. just you know, deep-dived into the world of these things and, yeah. and, and traveled all over Asia trying to find yeah. the right supplier. And we eventually did, we launched a brand called Casca, okay. which was the in-vehicle infotainment system. And it changed, it, you know, changed our whole business. Quality. It, it, yeah, it just, um, at a stage we were selling four, 500 a month of these things. Great. And, and we did all sorts of supply contracts with, uh, with Nissan and with Suzuki. And, uh, but audio was never part of the picture. Um, that being said, we grew up in a home that was always filled with music. Always. My, to this day, that. if uh, my, my three brothers and I get together with my dad no matter where we are we'll end up drinking a few too many bottles of wine and we'll have a sonar speaker yeah. in the middle and we'll be we'll be doing sort of each person chooses and we sing and we harmonize and we it's to this day we still Great. do that every single day so music was always a part of the home and and we then decided to get into car audio okay through a recommendation by someone we didn't think we thought car audio it's subwoofers and nines, <laughs> you know and uh we got this great brand called Kicker, which is an American uh, car audio brand. Uh, they sort of the biggest car audio brand in the States. And we knew nothing about it, absolutely nothing about it. And uh, we brought in, I think it was maybe like a quarter of a 20-foot container of stock, which was a big investment for us at the time. And again, it just took off. And I think what we then identified was that car audio there were about 10 different distributors doing 10 different brands. Yeah. And they were all enthusiasts. They were all audiophile guys. And they weren't really considering what their customers want. They were just doing what they want. Yes. And hoping that some customers' uh, needs align with what they want. Yeah. And in the space of three years, we, we scooped basically the entire car audio industry up. Um, so one after, one after the next, you know, as I we delivered results. I have independently confirmed this, this, yeah. this happened. <laughs> so as, as uh, you know, as we got one brand firing, we would move on to the next mm. one, get a new one. And so we, we've got a fantastic car audio port portfolio. Uh, and then the, the move to Sonos was very, very similar in that the industry is a bit bigger. Um, so that was attractive, but there, there were 10 distributors uh all elder gentlemen yeah they you know they have their thing that works for them and they try and sell what works for them to the public yeah and we took one look at this uh literally in a day and it was like our futures our futures home audio yeah um 
and that was in 2018 and you know I, we're if not the biggest certainly very close to the biggest yeah. home audio distributor um, in the country now and have amazing stuff lined up you know we've, uh, for for the next couple of years uh, and ultimately it always just comes back to we just want to deliver that you know that that emotion and when i talk about my dad and singing around yeah. that, that when when we get to be a part of creating that emotion it's really really special to us and so we you know, that's ultimately what you're trying to do is create those special moments for people. I, I mean, firstly, like what a wonderful family to grow up in. Mm. I don't think that could happen in my family. We're all completely tone deaf. <laughs> Except my father, who who loved classical music yeah. and played classics always, all the time. Mm. I remember getting a Tivoli audio radio uh, yeah. and giving it to him because <clears throat> it was just so good, you know. Yeah. Um, so I also, I, I love that story. I grew up in a house filled with music and I hope that's what my son will say when he one day grows up. Because it is, it, it's the kind of music is the beat of our lives, isn't it? I, I heard a description the other day which, uh, which resonated and I'm, I won't even say who it was by in case I screw it up. But he was talking about music being this, uh, these layers, if you consider the instruments, there's all these layers of sort of chaos. They're all going yeah. in different directions. But they all work together to create yeah. something beautiful, and that it really the best music is this music that sits. And he wasn't just talking about like jazz. No, <laughs> no, he was like talking about music. Well, I mean, if you think of like a harmony, somebody yeah, sings yeah, a harmony, yeah. you could listen to the harmony and have no idea what the melody is. Yeah. But as soon as you throw the melody, you know, a melody and a harmony together, they're two different things, but they work together perfectly. And he described it as being on the on the edge of Simple. chaos and order, which I thought was a fantastic description. Um, and and that's really what music is, and it it does it makes a, a home happy, and it has the ability to change the course of your day yeah. almost instantly. Totally, just the right song. Like I, I I get up in the morning early and I work out, and every morning I put Rage Against the Machine on. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine or Notorious B.I.G. or like something angry yeah. because. I've just woken up, I'm tired, I don't feel like going to the gym. Yeah. And then it kind of just sets my mood and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. it changes the course of your day. Um, Great. So it's very powerful and, and as it so happened, I'm lucky enough to work in that industry somewhere. And, and, and actually, I think you're a really good demonstration of, of not knowing the business is a really strategic advantage because all of these other people, the 10 other firms doing car audio and home audio, they knew the system, but they didn't see the disruption coming. You were able to see how badly implemented their business plans were, for want of a less poncy way of saying it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I subscribe to that massively. Is yeah. that when, when I hire people, the vast majority of the people I hire are not from the industry. Uh, there's certain positions where you need industry yeah. expertise. Yeah. But, you know, marketing, um, sales, those sorts of guys, I try and get out to, because there's, a, there's also a disadvantage to, well, that's the way we do it because it's always yeah. been done that yeah. way, you know? Um, and, I, you know, at Planet World, we don't subscribe to that at all. Clearly like, yeah. not. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everyone said, don't build a big showroom yes. because of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a story behind that too <laughs> and I, I must say it's, it's, it's big and it's a showroom but actually because yeah. I'm 
the son of an architect and an art lover and spent a childhood looking at good design, you really have roped in some of the best designers in the country. Hotland are the, the chairs we're sitting on. I mean, yeah. that's, you've really given a, like a leg up to a lot of other design brands. Well, that's when we, we originally built a, a smaller sh- showroom. Uh, in Samrand in Centurion which wasn't a great location for a showroom but we immediately saw the commercial benefit to having a space where people can experience uh, your product in a homely kind of atmosphere so so we recognized that and then of course the pandemic hit and going into the pandemic nobody knew that there would actually be an explosion in in the the audio and things that people have at home nobody knew that in the beginning but as it so happened uh, we were one of the the industries that benefited from yeah. from people being at home, and uh, I, my brothers and I joke about this all the time. I'm kind of the we can do anything. Let's take on the world, you know, go for yeah. it, guy. And my brother Rainer is the let's consolidate, let's streamline, <laughs> you know. So the we A-top. constantly, yeah, we constantly f- fighting this battle. And bless him, I, I must say, he's always supported. He just. If I come up with an idea, he says, Maurice, just go, just go for it. And yeah. I was in, in Cramerville, which is kind of the center of design and home. If, yeah. you, if you're renovating yeah. or designing a home, totally. you're going to be it's in Cramerville. It's evolved into that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was in Cramerville with my wife looking for office space for her. Yeah. This was in August last yeah. year. And we looked at a space on the main road. I think it's Cramer Road. Uh, and I said, this would be perfect for a showroom. And she said, but I thought you don't want to invest in a showroom now. And I said, no, this, this is the place. Yeah. We've got to do a showroom here. So again, I, when I move, I move fast. <laughs> so yeah. I start phoning the agents and I start, um, and six weeks later we signed, no, four weeks later we signed on this building. We looked yeah. at 25 different uh, places and we ended up signing the biggest building yeah. that we could find with in the With a pretty cool view. With an amazing view of the of the Santon City skyline and the top floor was about 725 square meters it was just raw office space yeah and when we when went, I saw it a few weeks ago it was raw concrete it was just raw concrete we literally cleared the entire space out and so when we designed Stephen Klein who's a, a very well recognized retail designer we brought him on board and essentially the brief was Sound and the products that we sell are a secondary, really, to the home. Uh, furniture is probably more predominant and more important to homeowners than, than sound yeah. is. Uh, art and the things that people put on their walls, sculpture, that's very important. And sound is, is really uh, has to fit in with that, with the, with the decor, you know, with, with the curtains and the fabrics and the and the coffee table, it, it kind of has to fit in with that. And so, uh, you know, when conceptualizing what we're going to do, we thought this is a perfect opportunity to partner. Mm. South Africa's got this incredible design community. Amazing. We've got the most talented furniture designers, uh, honestly, and it's, and it's starting to really pop, you know, internationally. And uh, we thought, what a great idea to give these designers a platform yeah. to showcase their product in a space that's already attracting a high-end consumer that can Good sort of afford you. their products. And secondly, will attract people like interior designers and architects and so on. Um, and so we, we, uh, it, it, was, it would have been difficult to deal with 30 designers and recreate that. So we, we, we found a group called Always Welcome and they, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but mm. they've got a store in Hyde Park. It's a great idea. Yeah, and so they have this group that have brought together all these designers into a retail space. And so we've partnered with them in the showroom, and they they are essentially decorating our entire showroom 100% with local designers. That's fantastic. Furniture, art, fabrics. The Spear Arts Trust is, is bringing some art into the space. So it will be an incredibly beautiful space, and in that we will showcase all of our products in this beautiful space um, but good for you i mean those all of those designers are going to get a little bit of income uh, and and showcase their you know you're busy selling chairs for them yeah whilst you're selling speakers for yourself and, and good for you i mean they everybody can do with a little pick me up after covid absolutely and these guys are so talented i can't believe uh you know and again it's it's only in the last six eight months that really a spotlight has been shone on this for me and as somebody that's keen on design i was just fabergasted at how how talented some of these people are and how beautiful we're sitting on hotlander chairs my wife and i at home both work on hotlander chairs you know they they make really beautiful furniture as do all of the designers you've included Yeah. yeah so good for you for a non-music lover, I have to say, and a, and a, a relief sports teacher, you've done good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, in, the, in the showroom, we'll have three cinemas. So we'll showcase lots of different cinema options. We've got three lounges, uh, some of which showcase Sonos products, yeah. some of which showcase more traditional surround sound. We have two bedrooms. Um, we've got a beautiful bar that, as I said, takes yeah. advantage of this wonderful view that we have, but also showcases some of our outdoor audio products and more commercial kind of products. That you can I love use those architectural rock speakers. Yeah, and they're crazy. Eh? What's the brand? Well, there's a few different yeah. ones that do that. So we, we do a brand called Sonance and another yeah. one called Jammer. Both do these. Amazing. And you put them in, your, you know, in a planter outside. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a crazier one. Sonance make a product which we're actually putting in our parking lot. Okay. Just to set the scene when you arrive. But it's a, it's a huge case that you bury under the ground. Okay. And it's got a port and it's a subwoofer. Yeah. An in-ground subwoofer. <laughs> and, and then you've got these speakers that they look like, you know, like the lights, the um, yeah. lights that shine up against your yeah. roof, you know. They look like those and you plug those around your garden. And it sounds phenomenal. Wow. Um, so we'll have that in the parking lot to... to to greet, meet people. Everything for up. sound lovers and, and gardening people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then we all, what we're also showcasing is automation and yeah. how that, you know, how that can benefit a, a homeowner because that's a... I, I do actually think that there's been a bit of an evolution in the smart home mm. concept or the way smart homes are done. For a long time, it was all about how to program your air conditioning and your lighting and your heater and your whatever. But actually, we, we don't have such a variable climate in mm. South Africa. It's not that necessary. But what we do have are, are a lot more electronics in the house that are already designed to talk to each other. You exactly. Know, I, I will almost certainly never need a, a smart fridge. Mm. Um, but, you know, everything else that should does speak to itself. The you know, the Sonos speaker speaks to the television. The television speaks back to the Sonos speaker. Exactly. And you need, you need what's called a, a sort of control system. And the one we do is, is Savant, which, which sits on top of all of that and is kind of a hub that all of these devices, including your lighting and things, that, that they speak to this device. And that is one app that you can control 
your audiovisual, your air conditioning, your electric blinds and and um, curtains. You control everything with yeah. one app, you know. And so your home becomes this kind of living thing, and you can create curate your own experience of your home from the yeah. lighting to the music to the to the everything. There's nothing will ever convince me to have a smart curtain rail. <laughs> Wait till you come to the showroom. Right. I look, I look forward to it. In fact, that's a great way to end this, uh, this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Maurice van Heerden of Planet World. And good luck with Sonos and your showroom. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this stuff podcast. My name is Toby Shapshak. And the executive producer is Sally Hudson. Our director of audio is Hans Baumgarten. And please like us or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really does help. Stay well.